Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 of Steel Blade Showtime. Today, we have an off-the-rails kind of episode. I'm here with my co-host, Derek. In a little bit, we'll be joined with our special guest, Nigel. Um, it's another one of those weeks where we recorded the actual show before the intro and, you know, just allowed us to get as much content in, you know, in as little time as we had. And it worked out amazing. Uh, Derek, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I've been having a nice, busy week. Uh, it has been a lot of fun. I am here with my most unhinged coffee yet. Uh, it is a, a regular Colombian brew, but instead of just creamer, uh, I used the leftover milk from my cereal. It is That's interesting. Good. That's interesting. It's pretty good. Is hmm. I figure, why am I going to use sugar when I've <laughs> already got milk that has been soaking up sugar this whole time, and now it's got a little bit of that sweet fruit taste because I had that uh, that oh. fruit brute. Ooh. Every time after Halloween, go to a store, you can get those uh, those discount Halloween cereals real cheap. So. Uh, we'll talk, you know, you're going to hear about it later. Uh, we, me, you, Nigel did the 1K. Um, so that's pretty much my week in flesh and blood. Uh, you got, you went to the armory at fourth wall again this week. How did that go? I did. Uh, we had a pretty good time. Uh, it was a real small crowd. There were four of us there. Uh, I, I ran in as like on the dot to the time as I could, because uh, the good news is for me, I am around the corner uh, from fourth wall, and our buddy James had asked me to get a couple of cards, but I was real busy, so I got back from work, just poured through my wildly disorganized collection. Uh, I really got to take just like a full weekend and organize that. But it flips over to like 6.25. The thing starts at 6.30. I shoot a message going, I am on my way. Please do not start. <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, dropped off the cards. Uh, he's getting set up to play some Bravo. Uh, but we had a good first match. Uh, I was up against Jasper on, uh, on Reinar. Uh, it was... I was lucky I did not get intimidated too much. I was able to keep up enough pressure, saw my majestics when I needed to, uh, and, you know, eked out that win. Then round two, uh, which th this is interesting. Uh, for those that don't know, because of the way that the, like, Flesh and Blood event program uh, decides how ties are one in a four person event the winner of the second game takes everything because if you are you know the round two is going to be the two players who won round one versus the two players who lost round one so then whoever wins the second match no matter how the other one went you know, the other people who have a one-in-one -one record are going to go up against each other. And whoever wins that, yeah, they might technically have a 2-1 a record for both players. 
but the organizer is going to check who got their uh, their loss sooner as the tiebreaker. So since round two, someone's going to have a 2-0 record and someone's going to have a 1-1 record, the 2-0 record uh, will take first place. Uh, so with all of that pressure on the table, uh, I was up against Rose. I went, all right, I'm terrified. Because uh, Rose, traditionally, I have never beat her. Uh, the tradition stands. I still have not beaten her. <laughs> As she pulled out this uh, crazy, like, Cheerio uh, kind of uh, Lexi deck. That thing was a menace. It was like back-to-back turns of presenting 18 to 20 damage. Um which, obviously, you can't block all that on a good day. And so I think at the at the end of that game, I believe I had her down to 24. Uh, it did not go well for me. I, I was on Arachne, of course. Um, but then we did our roll-off for the, uh, the playmat, because the first playmat goes to the uh, top player at the start of the month. And the end of the month playmat gets uh, a roll off for all the attendees, uh, and Rose won that as well. Uh, so Rose not only left with the cold foil spider's bite promo, but also left with the pulse weave harpoon uh, playmat, which is beautiful in person, uh, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but that was the only other event I had gone to for for flesh and blood. All of the rest of my week was was jam packed. Uh, yeah, I woke up. It was Thursday, and I went to bed at I think it was like around ten because Thursday's the day. Um, my wife's normally in therapy, so I'll usually cook that morning because you know she does therapy in the room, so I'm not in there. Uh, so I ended up cooking. Uh, after getting done cooking, we ate, and then I laid down. It was like around ten. 10.30, I think this time was. Went to bed, woke up at 1. It's like, alright, you know, maybe I'll just go in, deal with the, uh, you know, the tired. And uh, hit around, like, 4. It was like, I think it was like 2, 3. I ended up falling back asleep. I was like, yeah, I can't do it. I woke back up at, like, 6. Went Was up for an hour. Went back to bed till I had to go into work. And unfortunately, I was informed yesterday that Al's Armory didn't have anybody there this week. Really? Yep. I said there was nobody at Armory this past week. So now when I talked to Jason, he said he had to work. Um, Jason and Jonathan usually come together, and I was just like, wow. And my brother was like, yeah. He's like, but then he smiled and said, well, look at this, though. And there's 27 people there for that 1K. And so, right, right. Like that is that is bonkers. Like I, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, lives happen. It's yeah. it's, yep. it's just gonna be the case. But you know, as, as sad as it is, because I want to see you know Al's a great store. You know, uh, we'll link their stuff in the again. Uh, they're a great store. Um, there's just you know, I have no complaints about them, and I just want to see them. You know like flesh and blood community show the love to them but 
it's you know there's going to be some down weeks obviously you know you can't as much as you know as much as i want it to be every week you know jam-packed full of every you know full of people you know supporting you're not going to have that because you know we're not in a perfect world you know like you said lives happen things come in the way yeah um so maybe that means this upcoming week we'll have a bunch of people there who knows i mean that's that's the dream isn't it yeah i I would love if literally every every waking hour was just slamming cards on the table, playing some flesh and blood. That that would be like my my dream. It'd be great. Yeah. But we gotta work. We gotta like do this thing called eating. I guess. <laughs> um, gotta I say sleep that like some. I don't just love to eat. <laughs> we gotta eat some. Yeah. But. So if if you're hearing this, head to Owl next week, and uh, and vibe out. Make up for that that missed one this week. Yep. Uh, but hey, I, I at least I know uh, we did a little ma- bit of math on the car ride after the one k, uh, and we we figure at the bare minimum, we know that Owl sold uh, a Findle Spring tunic, as well as a. Uh, a stalagmite, which I bought that, <laughs> uh, and nine boxes. Yeah, and so, plus some pa- packs as well. Yeah, so I'm I'm sure they sold more than that too. Uh, yeah. The place was pretty busy during the event, uh, but just from from our recollection and what we caught, uh, you know that that was a real good day on top of the like the tournament itself, um, but. Yeah, we had a we had a great time. You know, we're gonna get into the actual matches, but we got to hang out with the uh, with Bud Rush Bellas fellows. Yeah, that was that was a you know real good time. I was really enjoying myself. Um, we went. Um, we got I got Gary. You know, got him on the train to Lancaster. Picked him up. Took him to the Al One K. Uh, Tommy came in from Jersey, uh, Tommy from Fresh and Buds as well, um, and after, you know, after it was over, you know, Gary played both me and Derek on his Princess Chain, I was on Bravo, Derek ran Shiana, uh, I got a win, uh, that shouldn't have been a win, because, uh, Carrie and Husk basically just, you know, whittled him down, and I was at the point where I was just blocking, and it, it was his turn. It's literally if I just blocked it out, he I won, and I feel terrible for that win. He's he kept keeps telling me to not feel terrible, but I'm like it feels terrible. That that's the risky run of blood debt, especially yeah. playing chain wearing the husk. You know that it's the name of the game. You go in accepting the risk that if you can, you know, it, if you have uh, the husk in your grave for six rounds. It's neutral. You might as well not have been wearing it. But if it goes less than that, you went net positive life. If it goes longer than that, yeah, it was a downside. But that's that's just the math you run wearing Shame, that I, thing. It might not have been the husk, actually. Was it the husk? I'm trying to remember if he wore the husk or the iron weave. I think it was the husk. It must have been the husk, because I don't... Like, the iron weave doesn't have blood debt. Uh, it, and I it, don't believe he runs anything else with blood debt. It's like I know, list. I know he had two soul, soul shackles, but yeah, at one point I took thirteen arcane damage from uh, <laughs> Rune Chance. 
Yeah. Um, in, in our matchup, uh, I, I run a tall Shiana. So all of the, the super high power, uh, very ridiculous specialization tall attacks is my gambit. Um, and I was just getting like bricked hand after bricked hand. Uh, I, I spent my first two rounds of the game. All right, I guess I'll swing Talishar because I had either like an all red hand or like, yeah, I had a crippling crush, but I only had six resources available, not seven. Like it was, it was painful to see. And then it turned around when uh, he had just been stockpiling over and over the the rune chance, just building it up. And then he turns around and he goes, "All right, ninth ninth blade of the blood of the, whatever whatever the ninth blade is. It's the nine cost nine power attack in rune blade that costs one less for each rune chance you have." Uh. And so total damage presented at me in that one turn was 24. <laughs> so I had to sit there and do the math of like, all right, what am I pitching to stop Arcane? What am I, what am I blocking with? Uh, figure out what I can. And I, at the end of all that, uh, I was still at 20 uh, when, he, when he swung that. He had just been stockpiling and stockpiling. <laughs> um, I, I think after that one attack, uh, I was down to eight. Yeah, yeah, I think that was right. Um, but that was insane. I I gave him everything I had. Um, I think I kept something to arsenal, but uh, that was that was that. That was all I could do. Yeah. The, uh, that is a scary, scary deck. Yeah. Uh, I, if it had gone on just like a little bit longer, he was almost out of cards, you know? Yeah. But he got down to uh, his effective win condition. I, I brought uh, AB1 because I figure. He's not really going to be running anything that's going to hit me for more than one arcane. I I already knew because I'd overheard that he's not on Rosetta. Um, so I just kept leaking a little bit of damage with that instant speed invert existence, uh, and that's how he finished me off too. He just <laughs> I I threw something that would have killed him, and he went all right, cool, invert existence. <laughs> And that was that was the game. Because he he had two what do you say? He had two in hand, pitched the one to ebb and fold, banished the other one. Yep. And I was able to play it out of banish. Yep. That's how he got the first little bit of leak on me to sneak in the damage to give the uh the first meet and greet go again. So we could play another meet and greet. <laughs> But that was a scary deck, very fun. Uh, Really inspired list. Loved that. And 
Gary, Gary's, you know, they're they're both real good guys to hang out with, and we'll get you have a little story to tell with a little bit of a not no spoilers because I, we want, I got half the story. He's got Gary. half the story, um, but uh, Gary. And afterwards, you know, Gary, Tommy, Derek, and I went and had dinner at a diner and sat there and chat for an hour. I think it was like an hour, hour and a half. I lose track of time. I have no idea how long it was. It was just just buds sitting there, just chatting, a bunch of laughs. Just a couple of buds being buds. And um, I forget. (laughs) And Gary almost killed me because I had taken a... He didn't literally, but I would taken a bite. I was eating a French dip. Everybody else got breakfast. I'd taken a bite. Derek had went to the bathroom, so he wasn't there for this. And yeah, me and Tommy were talking about the one time we played on Talishar, both Levia, where we both Arsenal had just passed because we both played Hexagorn. We didn't want to just swing the first one. It was basically a game of chicken, like he said. And uh, and Gary just looks at him and goes, well, why didn't you activate Grasp of the Arknight? <laughs> and I just start. I was literally just <laughs> taking a bite of my French dip. So I had to pause and laugh, hold my mouth because I'm just like, try not to choke, try not to spit out my food, and trying to contain my laughter all at the same time. Tommy just, and Tommy was like, oh yeah, why did I think of that? Didn't right. realize I could run that in Levian. They had, they had me cracking up all night. <laughs> that, that was a blast. Amazing day. Mm-hmm. But like the last couple of things we did at the, uh, at Al before we we went out, uh, I I usually just buy a box of a thing when I'm there, and so I figure I knew we were on the last couple of boxes of <clears throat> Welcome to Wrath that Owl had, uh, and so by the time I went up to make my purchase, there was just one left, right? Um, and so I bought it. It was it was the one that's been sitting there for forever. Uh, Gary told us all about how the uh, that was one of like the first printings, uh, so that that was the ones made in Belgium, which I was pretty stoked for, mostly because that meant it still had drones of brutality, which they removed from future printings because it goes against the like the core design philosophy of the game of every decision matters, and we just did pack for pack openings. I, I'll let him tell you about his box. Um, I'm I'm only a little salty, uh, but. Mine had close to no real like value value in there. Like I didn't hit any strikes. Um, I was happy to get a foil steel blade supremacy. Uh, stoked for that. And Tome of Findle. But other than that, I got a couple of drones of brutality, uh, two yellow and a red, which just nice to add to the collection. But that was uh, that was that. Then we got into those blitz games. Uh, Tommy sat down with one of the the newer local brute players, uh, gave him a little little brute tutoring, some brutering. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been saving that one. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Canned it. Done. Nobody gets to know anything else. Nope. One K, don't even don't even find out. Cancelled. <laughs> And, yeah, oh, oh, great day. And on this episode, we're pulling the winner for our giveaway for the Bleak Expanse. Um, so stay tuned. 
technically we already know what the number is, but you'll mm-hmm. have to find out. We did it with and, Nigel, so. Yep, and you can't just skip to it's not here, it's not at the end. You gotta have to listen to find it's out. mystery! So, as Nigel uh, told us about, as, you know, as he was leaving, you know, we have, we, you know, some, you know, some guests we have time crunches with, and we try to get as much, you know, um, content in with them, so that way, you know, they don't have to just sit in here and listen to us babble on the intro. Um, so we just went right into it with him, got an amazing episode, you know. People might, obviously, we're, like I said, we're talking about the 1K. It's just, you know, us talking about, you know, the metagame that was there, how diverse it was, and, you know, just our games and, you know, how we did. Just a simple, relaxed episode this week. And uh, Nigel had told us that in the Bleak Expanse, which I'll link below, it had he's working on getting all the um local stores in our area to have a page in there so that way we have you know they can post whenever they have events so that way we can kind of just start getting you know a cal- all in all it's more like a calendar of when things are happening and you know try and plan out that way we can you know get as many events as possible and have the best time possible because as we've said before, the community here is one of the best. And on, on top of that, uh, it's the place where we're the most active on the interwebs. Uh, so if you want to uh, come hang out with us, shoot us a message, hang out, chat. Uh, we've got our own little section on the Bleak Expanse. Uh, so thanks again to Nigel for that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, come chat, see what events are on offer uh, locally for us. Uh, and hey, maybe make it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. Derek, you had Derek is so famous in the local area that somehow he forgets putting a sharpie in his back pocket to sign all the autographs he's been asked to. That is not what happened. I did not sign <laughs> a single autograph uh, yesterday. Not one. But somehow, I was doing laundry this morning, and. I pick up my jeans from yesterday, and in the butt pocket, there is a Sharpie with the the click pen style sitting in there. I do not own Sharpies. I don't put anything in my back pockets. Nothing. I don't touch that. It's, It's a weird thing. I don't like to sit on stuff. But here we are, a day later... And someone just like reverse pickpocketed a sharpie into my pocket. He's and being I'm very modest. confused as to who, how, and why. <laughs> Stop being so modest. You you were signing on. He couldn't. He could barely play his match. He was being asked for so many autographs. That's exactly right. I'm I am <laughs> prolific. I am just I, I'm breaking the modesty shell. No. <laughs> He's like, get out of my face! I gotta play this game. I have twenty dollar autographs to sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, I think I'm gonna start running this really dumb segment. But, uh, hey, Derek, I'm gonna start doing a joke of the week. And do you uh, want to hear my joke this week? Uh sure. Let's hear it. Yeah. What do you call a bear with no teeth? I don't know. A gummy bear. 
what I'm... Yeah, nope, that'll do it. <laughs> that'll, uh... Uh, no. <laughs> so, you know, obviously, you know, we have our Twitter. We're going to be announcing... Uh, we'll be announcing soon. I was doing so well the last two weeks of not hitting this thing, and I just did it. No, I broke. I have the curse has been brought upon me again, Derek. It is returned to haunt you, and I'm leaving this in because everybody has to feel my pain when I hit this thing. So we are, we are putting you through auditory, auditory misery. Yes. I, I hope you all enjoy that from <laughs> us. So, um. Uh, I plan on doing a giveaway for the Pro Tour Baltimore. Uh, it's probably going to be kind of the same deal as what we did with the Bleak Expanse. You know, while we're there, Derek and I'll, we'll have tickets to give away. You know, you get a ticket from us each day, um, one per person per day. If you play an event against us and you say, hey, you know, we'll give you an extra ticket if you do play. So we'll have a little bit. Or it's possible, just by pure chance, maybe, to get a ticket, extra ticket from us. But um, I don't know what we're going to do yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, Prize to be determined. Yep. But if we've all got spare time and you, you want to like board up against us just at a free table, I'm down to give out tickets for that, too. Yeah. It's, I'll have, you know, I'll have my, I'll probably be bringing Leviathan. I'll be bringing my genus. Um, and I'll I'll even have my I'll probably bring my commander deck with me just in case. You monster! This is a flesh and blood event. Yeah, hey, I know. But sometimes sometimes you just need that quick little break. Commander, quick. I was yes. <laughs> but there, you know, if you see us. You know, if you come up and say hi. You know, we appreciate it. We're just very awkward. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, come say hello. We 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 do very much appreciate it. Uh, I I'll post a list of what decks I'm bringing. You can ask for which one you want to see. Uh, at at current, just with a couple of ninja spoilers we've seen, I am looking to build what I'm currently referring to as uh, mimic katsu. Um, so I wanted to, I, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is I wanted to at least talk about these just a little bit. Yeah, we got some crazy spoilers this week. So, I am so happy with them. When did we get, so let's, we got, first we got Dishonor. Which Dishonor is insane. Is really interesting. Uh, if it hits. This was the, the Dragon Shield spoiler. Yes. Um, and for those who haven't seen it. It is a zero-cost blue, blocks for three. Uh, it has combo. If Bonds of Ancestry was the last attack of this combat chain, this has plus two. And when this hits a hero, if you control Surging Strike, Descendant Gust Wave, which we don't know what that one is yet, and Bonds of Ancestry, that hero loses all abilities for the rest of the game. So you can straight delete a hero's text box. So Leviah just cries if that ever hits. Yeah, if, if you can get that to land against Leviah, uh, you can't turn off Blood Debt the rest of the game. Uh, it is insane. Like, the, the sheer potential in this? Ridiculous. It's also got base 2 power, so it's a valid Shuko target. 
So if if the stars align and you get this all set up, then you you can absolutely throw this uh, for five power, which puts it at a great awkward blocking point. Uh, you're going to demand two cards if they want to keep their hero ability, and mo most heroes will want to. You know, Bought at possibly six with another card we got <clears throat> with another card that was revealed that we'll talk about. Yes. Um, but, you know, there's a couple of heroes that they really don't care if their text box gets deleted. Uh, Dash, uh, the biggest one that just laughs at this card, because Dash's effect is done like before you shuffle your deck to start. You, yeah. just pull, you pull your item out and the rest <laughs> of her box is empty. And like honestly, Bravo, it it hurts, but at the same time, he's still going to be throwing the big attacks. It's just you can now just block him, basically. Right. And the thing I registered is that a fair amount of the heroes that do care about losing their their text box are, for the most part, the ones that are more than happy to to block out and make sure that this doesn't happen. Yeah. Like like Oldham would hate to lose that text box, but. The odds that you'll be able to pull this off with Oldham Ice reacting you, you're you're probably not going to be able to pull off the full combo chain. Yeah, because uh, that's that's four cards deep. So that means you would have to have one in Arsenal, mm -hmm. uh, hit your um, hit your mask trigger, and then throw all of this. Actually, it could be three cards deep. And I'll tell and I didn't realize this oh, when no, I was you're reading. Right. It could only be three cards deep to actually have to pull this off. Because our next spoiler is called the Mask of Many Faces. This is a one block blade break on ninja equipment. It has the instant of one cost. Destroy Mask of Many Faces. Name a card. The next attack action card you play this turn gains that name. So the way I'm reading it is it doesn't replace the name that's on the card. It becomes that card and this card. Basically so we'll, name. We'll have to wait for the, the set release notes to be sure. Because the way it reads, it probably handles that way. But there's yes. been a couple of cases where it reads a certain way and it like there's a, a clause that... Uh, that prevents it, like that overrides it. Yes. Um, one of the the key ones that I can remember because I'm a I'm a Shiana player. Uh, if you are hit by a race face as Shiana, it removes the existing hero like like talents, which not that she can access talents, uh, and classes from all of her cards and her hero, but. When she then reselects at the start of her turn, the, the the hero she's copying, it'll apply all of those attributes uh, to your deck as That's normal nuts. and override a race face. That's nuts. Right. So that there's a couple of situations like that where there's a chance that it might override, um, but it depends on how gains that name works. Because yeah. that is a territory that, uh, to my knowledge, card games really haven't gone into. There's a couple of unsets in Magic that deal with name shenanigans, but they kept that in the unsets because it's hard to work with names. So, uh, 
See, because what I was thinking is you can go Surging Strike, pop that, name it as Descendant Gust Wave, and it's already filled two of the three things needed for Dishonor. Right. Right. It is pretty incredible. Um, and then, yeah, you're absolutely right. You could stop that uh, and do it on a, a three-card chain. But the... I think I'm most excited for some of the the crazier interactions with that because that's a very standard one. You know, it's going to be powerful. I think that's absolutely going to see play in limited, um, both yeah. because you have to and also because it it adds some consistency to combo that that Katsu, if you drafted really well, you could be consistent. Also, but a lot of times not as much. It's also a one block too, so. But it's blade break. Yeah, uh, but like I'm saying, if you need it, like, you know, if you, you know, need that defense, at least blocks one as well. Right. You can, it's... you can have that in the emergency. Yeah. Um, but there's some, some crazier ones that, uh, shout out to Gary, uh, Mr. Viz for this one. I, I wish I was the, the genius mind that he was to think of this so fast. Um, so what you do is, you crack this. Uh, you're getting ready to play any anything with go again, right? You crack this, and you name Crazy Brew. <laughs> Crazy Brew. Because then you are going to follow that attack with Life of the Party. Uh, ideally, you'd have the red, and as an as an alternate cost of playing Life of the Party, you can destroy a card you control, and you control your chain links. Uh, instead of paying this card's like resource cost, and it gains all modes instead of a random mode, which means this normally four attack for two resources with a random mode instead comes in for six, go again, on hit, gain two life in ninja granted that's like a, a really weird rare trick uh but it has been confirmed by judges uh to work because you just have to control it and destroying a chain link that is already finished doesn't stop go again it's already happened absolutely insane i'm absolutely gonna run it that that was the inspiration for the the mimic katsu that I'm going to put together. Uh, just do weird stuff like that. Uh, the next card is the one that I said could possibly make Dishonor even more, is Head Leads the Tail. When this attack this attacks, name another card. Attack uh, action cards with that name have plus one this combat chain. Go again. It is a red one cost, three attack, two block. Which I mean, is pretty, it's pretty good, and and like you're saying, you can name dishonor. And it's also it's just pretty straightforward, you know. All the or even just you can go. All right, which one is it? Which one is it? Mugenshi release is the one that searches out the Lord of Winds. Yeah, yeah. So you could literally go heads head leads the tails, whatever. I don't know the I don't play Katsu, so I don't know the full combo line, and then go call Lord of the Wind. And then Mugenshi release can search them all, and now they're all plus one. 
Right. Like, you can absolutely do that, and it is phenomenal. But you can also do some tricky things with it. Because you're going to name a card, you are telegraphing. Mm -hmm. And, like, we... I love the mind game aspect of it, and this is why I'm so excited to play Katsu. Uh, because you can theoretically say, all right, this is uh, Heads Leads the Tails is going to have the name Surging Strike. So that'll meet the first marker for Dishonor. Uh, then you can name Dishonor as part of Head Leads the Tails, which yeah. will telegraph a theoretical Dishonor right? Mm -hmm. So then, most players are going to save all of their stuff to not get tagged by Dishonor, and probably take a bunch of damage on the road. And you can end with CNC. <laughs> <laughs> Scare Dishonor, you just you pummel through the combo line, and you just go, alright, Command and Conquer! <laughs> Enjoy that! Yeah, I I am so excited for that absolute idiocy of plays and mind games that is going to be happening in Outsiders. These couple of teases have me so excited. I wonder if, let's say, you're missing one of them. You play Dishonor. Can you crack the mask, call it, and then Dishonor gaining that name meets its own requirement still. Like, let's run say you through, have run through that one more time. So let, okay, so let's say you have surging strike and descending gust wave. You know, either them or well, the next spoiler, a card that names one of them in the chain. So it's there, but you're missing bonds of ancestry. But you have dishonor. Could you play dishonor, and then if it's going to like if it lands to defense reactions, you instant the mask, call bonds of ancestry on this. Oh no, because it's the first action you play this turn. No, never mind. Right, you would have okay. to do it ahead of Dishonor. Yes, so, so you can call if, on... If after your Descendant Gust Wave, uh, you go ahead and say, alright, this, this next card is Bonds of Ancestry, then you can do it. Uh, and it, it would meet it, because you... That second text box doesn't check that you still... Like, even if it overrides the name and not just gives it the name also, it does not check that you still control Dishonor. Okay. So it would still meet it. You would just be missing the combo bonus. So it would be coming in for two or three if you've got Shuko active. Yes. So it's a little, it's a little bit of a, a cheat that you can sneak in there, uh, but it is still an option. So who, I mean, so not who, what is our last spoiler, Derek? So we have a Be Like Water, a zero cost. Uh, it goes for three in red. Uh, and when this hits, you may pay a resource. If you do, choose Head Jab, Surgeon Strike, or Twin Twisters. This gains the chosen name. Uh... This is probably one of my other favorite spoilers because, like a couple of people noticed, it's two spoilers in one. Because uh, one, this this is a great replacement for some of these other attacks, especially it, surging strike. Right, because that's like I would rather pay one than two for surging strike. Yeah, 
um, it does not telegraph which combo you're doing, and it gives you a little bit more flexibility in how many combos you can include in your deck. Uh, but for the astute, one of these cards doesn't have uh, a combo line yet. Twin Twisters. Twin Twisters yeah. was released in Everfast, and it was just this this neat little standalone card. A, a good, like, not tied to anything else uh, ninja attack action with Go Again. And now, presumably, we're getting a reprint and also a combo line for it. Or, you know, otherwise, uh, it would be kind of weird to ever declare Twin Twisters as the thing, because it's not going to hand you the ability off of Twin Twisters. Because uh, Twin Twisters, either when this hits, your next attack of the combat chain gets plus one, or Twin Twisters gains plus one. But you would be, you know, it doesn't pick up the abilities. And if it does, all of these cards are even more insane. Uh, so we're getting a combo line for Twin Twisters, which is really cool. And I think a, a really good touch, because that's going to be really handy. Like, the, the modularness of it is really, really good for Benji. Because um, if you want, you can keep its power down. Or, mm -hmm. like, if this is your second attack and you've only got the yellow, you can go ahead uh, and, like, you know, the first one hits because you're Benji. Of course it hits. So it's going to get plus one. You're wearing Shukos, uh, so you're going to give it another plus one. So if you're on the yellow, this is now a four power attack. And so you can just choose to say, yeah, you know what? This is a five power attack. Sure, you can block this one. I don't care. You gonna give me that many cards? A five power yellow for one? Uh, sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I am, I am so excited uh, for this, both for the the slightly cheaper way to start the surging strike line, uh, a a slightly expensive uh, way to have this be your head jab. Um, but if you have it, like if you need it, you have it. It's awesome. So I kind of popped off a little bit there. <laughs> I'm jazzed. You're you're excited. I'm you're so really, excited. I'm ready. Like all before these, like literally this weekend spoilers. Uh, I was just like, yeah, ninja's the the one that interests me the least. It just seems kind of you know. You just lay all your cards down in a row, and yeah, there's an order you have to do it, and there is more to it than. But it doesn't like pique my interest. It doesn't keep me engaged, and all these name shenanigans. Ooh, that's gonna keep me engaged. And we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. Uh, like the only the mask and be like water are commons. Dishonor and head leads the tales. Those are majestics. So like, yeah, you won't get to play around with the names too much, but I'm hoping the rest of the set has more of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's, this is definitely going to be an interesting set, to say the least. And it also, like, it means 
like printing stuff like this, it means they don't have to reprint something like Surging Strike and put it in the box and take up, you know, a slot that another card should possibly be in, which is really right. cool. And it's it's way more interesting and far more interactive, right? Yeah. Uh, because be like water has to hit. So if you don't let them hit, you're not giving them that that yeah. name on the combat chain, uh, which is awesome. A, a fair amount of decks don't really feel as interactive uh, just because most of the times, yes, I'll stop the damage. Yep. Like, like the 100 wins line is one of them for me. It's not super interactive. Uh, you, you just kind of, if you see it coming, you save as much as you can to stop the winds of eternity if they're grabbing it. Uh, it just kind of pumps itself up and makes itself pretty big. Presents a ton of damage. It's, it's a really good line. But there's, there's not really much you can do in, in the middle of it. You know? No. Nope. We we kind of got off on a tangent here, <laughs> talking about everything, um, but you know we still have a good show. Uh, we're gonna, you know, we, like I said, we're talking about the one K. You know, I had a couple people at the one K go, "Are you Brandon?" And I was like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, I recognize your voice from the podcast." And I was just, <laughs> I'm so awkward. I'm like, "How do I respond to this?" <laughs> So I want to say, you know, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, please don't be offended when I don't really respond because I'm an awkward person and I don't know how to respond, but I appreciate it. Um, we hope you enjoy today's episode and stay tuned ready. to hear who's going to uh, be the winner. All right. And we are here today with Nigel, the admin of the Bleak Expanse Discord. Uh goes to the From the Ashes Gaming a lot, where we went to the uh, new player event last week. How you doing this morning, Nigel? I'm great. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Yesterday was such a blast. It that was it was. So fun. So the reason we have Nigel on this week, we were supposed to have Nigel and Chad, but Chad flaked on us, um, is because we had a 1K yesterday at Al. It was one of Al's biggest 1Ks they've had so far with uh, 27 people. We had some celebrities out there. We had uh, Mr. Viz and Tommy of Fresh and Buds and both of them of the Broad Rush Mellow. Um, just hanging out. Um, we all played in it and I'm just here, you know, this show is just going to be us, you know, chit-chatting about the 1K and, you know, the diverse meta that it has there and even the diverse top eight that it had. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Uh, the spread was insane. Uh, our judge Sam Hershey uh, got a a list of all of them and gave us like the statistics of what the the hero spread was. And the the only hero who had four people playing them was Bravo. Everyone else was we had a couple of threes, but mostly twos and ones of like of player counts on them. And that's out of 27 people. So not bad at all. No. We had... So the people that had won, we had Akatsu, Arachne, Leviah, Lexi, Dorinthia. Um, we had two old him, two dad. I'm sorry, my cat just walked in front of the computer as I was trying to, you know, read this. Um, 
two Icelander, two Dash, two Old Him. Um, and of the threes, we had Briar, Viscerai, Reinar, and as you said, Bravo with four. The top eight included Dash, Old Him, Briar, Dorinthia, Briar, Viscerai, Icelander, and an unknown hero that we are not sure of. Now, I don't know if, uh, Nigel, do you happen to know who the... I don't know if you got the player picture uh, of who was there, but one of them I did not recognize, and I, I didn't get a chance to ask them who uh, who they were playing. Here, I am sending that to Maybe. you now. But in the meantime, awesome. how did your matches go? Let's go ahead and, and start there. Well, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? <laughs> we try to keep it family friendly. All right. So I pooped the bed pretty hard. Um, <laughs> uh, a- after Riley came up and asked me how it went, I cracked him up because I said I you know, pooped the bed pretty bad yesterday. Um, yeah, I had a blast. I was two and three, uh, which is a little below my expectations, but I had a great time. Um, yeah, it was it was super fun. Um, uh, I, I played, you know, unfortunately, like first round, I got paired up with one of the bleak expanse crew, John on Briar, and we had a pretty good match, but you know, it always sucks when you play your friends in the round, you know, first round or two, and you kind of like, you know, one of you is probably like dead then at that point, um, knocking your friends out always sucks, but it was a good match, had a blast. It's always fun playing John. But, you know, I made a big mistake, and John usually doesn't, so that kind of cost me. Um, you know, do you want me to go through match by match, or do you just want me to give yeah, a general overview? Yeah, going. cool. So so round two, I played Vin and his Briar, and that was a very traumatic experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard a squeak of this day of. And if, and, and if you don't know, I play Oldham. And so, like, I should be okay, and it should be a, a close match, I think, right? Um, but he had five turns straight of double channel Mount heroic and yeah, I mean, there's definitely some PTSD from that. Um, Not even it was the wild. The of walls can hold up to that. That is insane. I survived. I survived five turns of double channel Mount three exude confidences. Oh. Uh, I survived all that and came out of it at seven life. And then I just. After that, I just couldn't hold on much longer. Then he just kind of chipped me away and and played very smart. Made sure he didn't make a mistake and let me back in. He chipped me down. Uh, but I think I did six damage. That was on turn one. And then I heard a lot of, so you're just going to pass back to me, right? Because I basically had no cards then, the remainder of the game. Because his second Oof. turn, he started the Channel Mount Parade. And it was pretty <laughs> gross. Um you know, and I, I've creepers Dan channel mounts on people's heads before, uh, so I know how it feels. And he did it to me, and it it was yeah from the other side. It's pretty not great, but but it was fun. And Vin's always a great opponent, and he you know he totally made it fun for me, and we kept the humor up, and that was that was great. Like you know what I mean? He's a, he's a total like great guy, good community guy. So it was fun. It was just painful from a gameplay perspective. Um, that was the most I've been blown out in a game of fab ever, I think. So it was pretty wild. Um, third round, the long-awaited matchup, I played Brandon. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, this is the 
uh, seven, what is it, six, seven month rematch in the making because Nigel oh. and I actually played each other at the uh, one skirmish that I top aided. He was my last round opponent. I was on Bravo. He was on Briar. And yep. uh, he whooped me. I, I did. I remember that. It was, uh, it was, yeah. Well, you didn't really know what to expect, I don't think. And you know, when Briar, like yesterday, when Briar does Briar things, it it can get pretty wild. Uh, yeah. So, so I do remember that. So this was seven months later. We play, and my strategy was, I'm just gonna let Brandon kill himself, basically. <laughs> and for a while it actually didn't look like i was gonna do that because i just i literally had the gas and just kept going and going and going but like any car eventually you start to run out of gas and you either have to fill up or you break down and i kind of broke down took i think it was like 18 blood bet dropped me from the 30s to 16 I I actually didn't just straight drop. I was able to like level out for a turn or two, and then I dropped off. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. I I believe at one point Brandon said, "Well, this is the part of the game you've been waiting for," yeah. and just kind of <laughs> maniacally cackled at me. And he then took a ton of blood debt, <laughs> and it was uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much downhill from there. So I basically stabilized at seven. Like I hit seven and I'm thinking, is this guy ever going to run out of gas or what? Because right. <laughs> I had just come off playing Vin who did not run out of gas for so many turns. And then, <laughs> and, and I'm just like, well, I guess this is just another one where he's not running out of gas and I'm just going to slowly, you know, die. And then at seven, I just stabilize. And then he had a couple turns where he just, he really couldn't do anything. And then I had that one turn where I kind of forced you to take some blood debt and with a couple like, you know, plays where like, I think I made you put a card on top and whatever, and a frostbite from my shield at the right time. And then, yeah. And then I saw the look and then I'm like, Ooh, I might've turned a corner. And then I was just able to kind of like stave off everything, making block with some cards and and strip cards out of his hand, so he had to had to take the blood, and then he he killed himself. So yeah, yeah. I respect falling on your own sword. <laughs> so the last turn, I remember this. You know, I was at one life, and you threw a spinal at me that I had yep. to use three cards of my hand. And I was just looked at you. I said, Nigel. I said, you win. You, you're like you can't <laughs> turn off blood debt. I said I have because I had blasphemed it out. I was like, yep. if I can keep a six shadow, I'm good. No. I was like, I oh, know I can't, and I flipped over my eye, which was the last card in my hand. <laughs> uh, yep, I got him. I, I just, I, I could either play defensive or go for it and hope to catch him with a dead card, and I just happened to catch him with a dead card. Right, right. <laughs> a very dead card. A very dead card. The, like, of all of the things to be your undoing, having it be the Eye of Aphidia, that, that sweet, sweet fabled gem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, breaks your turn. Horrible. Yep. said, "Can't get greedy," and I got greedy and bought the eye. <laughs> hey, I mean, at least you can say a four hundred dollar fable killed you. I mean, yeah. that's pretty impressive. That's true. <laughs> uh, oh, it was good though. It was a super fun game. We had a blast. Obviously, just joking, giving each other a hard time. It, it was it was a great game, so that was fun. So I thought at that point maybe I turned my day around, and then I played um, Bobby on Reinar, and I'd never played against Bobby before. He was a new face, 
And he went back to the same thing I had seen all day where he just had all gas. And I found myself like not ever being able to really get tempo. And he just kept chipping damage through and I did my best to hold him off. But it was just one of those like slow deaths. Um, at one point I thought I came back. I think we both stabilized around like 16 and I'm like, okay, well, like if I get a hand here, I can turn the corner. I draw four red hand and I knew that was pretty much it then. Uh, right. So that, that, that just kind of did me in, but he played real well. He was super fun too. Again, everybody always play at these events are great. Fab community is great. So like, even if you're not, you know, winning, you're still having a blast. Like I'm hard, hard on myself when I don't have good results, but I always still have fun, right? Because everybody's awesome. So, so that was cool. And then my last round, I played Jonathan. He was playing Bravo, and that is a typical Oldham Bravo match where we just kind of were grinding it out. You know, I played defensive, and I kind of like pitch stacked my end game and got in with a couple big dominates at the end, and that was that was pretty much game at that point. Like when you hit a 10 dominate followed by an eight dominate, they're not going to do much at the end game. So solid finish. Yeah. Yeah. So two and three, but had a blast. The community at owl is great. You know, all the people that came were great. Um, You know, unfortunately I didn't get time to really talk to, to Tommy or, you know, Mr. Viz um, because I was busy with other people, but you know, hopefully I circle back to meet them. Uh, but it was a great day and Berto does a great job down there. Like I, I can't say enough, like how much he's doing for the community. So, you know, we'll definitely be back to support that whole group and two bleak expanse guys, top aided Josh and John both top aided. So that was great. Josh took the only Dory into the top eight. John was on Briar. So good job with, you know, for those guys and, uh, you know, our, our crew's starting to starting to get out there and make, uh, make people notice. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And, uh, Josh has been top baiting a lot recently. He's doing really well. And I remember at the last 1K, I, ended, I was his only loss. Because yep. round one, we sat down, we paired against each other. And I was able to sneak out a win on Leviah. And he went on to win the rest of the day, and I went on to lose the rest of the day. So we had opposite <laughs> directions. That's yeah. what I was... He is a super scary Dory player. Yeah, he is yes, just, he is. you know, he's his big thing is he loves like the bluff mechanic where he just he bluffs having it or bluffs not having it, and you just never know which way he's gonna go. And it, it's difficult. And I play against him all the time, every week, a lot, and it's still sometimes hard to, to pick up on him. So he, he just does so well because he'll just catch you completely unaware and blow you out. So it's, it's yeah. kind of scary. But fully yeah. stone faced the whole time. I like. Oh yeah. I'm across the table from Dorinthia because, spoiler, I I played him. Uh, whenever I'm across the table, I try to keep a like a look at their face, see if see if I can read like the teeniest bit of a smirk. Like, mm, no, you fell for it. You know, mm-hmm. no, nothing. No, gave away nothing. 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 <laughs> it's just it's awesome. It's so much fun. I'm actually glad I get to play against him because we're pretty even in our matchups overall but like people who don't play against him regularly it, it, it's got to be a nightmare i couldn't imagine yeah, yeah. my heart was yeah. racing that whole time i can only imagine yeah yeah he's very very stone-faced it's actually yeah. it's actually very entertaining i actually end up laughing about it during the match <laughs> i remember 
I was able to get them. It was the end, and I just had a couple like really good scab skin rolls, and I finished it off with basically a dominate. So like I got like really lucky at the end, and I know he's looking for his rematch, and so he could just come in and just stomp me into the ground. With... Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so. Derek, you want to go next, or you want me to go next? Sure, I'll go next. So, like you said, first round, we also paired against each other. I don't know. Yeah, I, someone's got to knock a friend out. And so, first round was me versus Brandon. Oh, yeah, I told him I wanted to be against Tommy or Viz, and they're like, no, you're giving you Derek. Yep. yep. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Jam. Right, right. <laughs> I was really banking on like getting that round one buy because odd numbers, and like traditionally that happens for me. Yeah, the king of buys, Derek. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for it. Get round one win out of the way would have been great. Uh, but we had a pretty close match. Um, the first couple of rounds, you were just kind of poking at me a little bit, I had exactly what I needed to block, like, four or five rounds in, I'd only taken three damage. Tiny chips away at you. Ooh, I would have, let uh, me describe this. I got the perfect right, way to describe it. Right. So, so, yeah, I'm just kind of chipping away. A six here, a six here. I'm not really rolling anything. And then finally, I just, like, kick in the door and rip my shirt off because <laughs> I hit a terror limb from limb on a... <laughs> coming in on a 12-wild ride. I said, I looked up and said, Derek, we're going for a ride. Boom, there's 12. After that was a seven slaughter beast, and I just hit the gas for like two turns, and it, it just immediately faltered. So, like, so we just have to take Brandon's head and put it on Hulk Hogan tearing his shirt off? Yes. Yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the moment I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know if I have this as like a sure thing anymore. Because I had to give up like my whole hand to that. Right. Uh, I, I think I might have had like a little something in the arsenal. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but it, you were still at forty health. I was. Right. At, I think tw I was at twenty eight, and I said, "All right, 12, 12 wild rod." And you're like, "You're trying to even this thing out with one hit." <laughs> yeah, we going. Because if I took the whole thing, then yeah, I would have just been like what my little whittling work was. I was just like, "All right, I got one card for you. Let's go." <laughs> Uh, but eventually I was able to stabilize out, uh, and just tick you down. And I, I think the final damage was dealt by blood debt. If memory right, right it was because yep. I went loud ride and I had a boneyard marauder. I was like, all right, no, f and I drew and it was a, blue dread screamer which is a four and i was like all right if he hits the blue dread screamer i'm dead if he hits the boneyard marauder i'm dead so you hit it and i was just like uh, you're like figuring out blocks i said derek don't even block it was like, well, yeah. I, was like I die regardless because <laughs> i had blasted it out again and i was like well i can't turn it off here and i was just i i rolled scabs because if i was like all right you know maybe i can hit blast it first and then into the wild ride to keep going no no such luck. Nope. So that was that was win number one for me. Uh, then my second match uh, was against Josh. That terrifying, terrifying Dorinthia. Uh, just opened up turn one or turn zero because they decided to go first. Uh, with, I, I think they just threw 
they had all of their front loaded Dawnblade attack like attack buffs. So came in hot with all right, Dawnblade for ten. Oh. Was, oh, okay. And that's so that's a thing. It's it's round one, so I, I gave him my hand, I'm like, I'll get it back. Iron Song response. T- took a little <laughs> took a little damage. Not a huge loss for me. I'm okay with that. And then I I misguessed the bluff almost every time. Uh and the the round that like sealed my mental fate for this match was I I got him down I threw a surgical a surgical extraction. I had enough resources between my hand and my tunic to, if I needed to, and if I thought I'd be able to, to get it through, I could pummel the surgical uh, and just rip all the rest of his cards from his hand, start getting some damage, take the momentum. Uh, and he said, that's fine. Gave me three cards out of hand. Uh, I'm like, all right, well, surgical plus, plus the, the yellow pummel isn't going to get over three cards. That's fine. I was happy for my backup plan because one of the cards I was going to pitch for it was Command and Conquer. So I just arsenal that, keep the pummel in my hand, draw up. Uh, he swings the Dawnblade. He's got Did a he go again CNC you? He went again CNC'd me, but he didn't know he had the CNC. He had Glint and Arsenal. Uh, and I thought, I, I want to, I want to make sure he doesn't get to keep this counter. So I, I blocked from hand like an idiot. He glinted, drew the CNC, had two floating, and threw it. Broke my CNC, because the other cards in my hand were then D-reacts. Oh. So I'm just sitting there like, yep, yep, okay. And now I'm stuck with a pummel that next turn I just like, all right, well, I don't know how long it's going to be. I'll just use the pummel to to do a, a little spider's bite at you. That was my whole turn. That was all I had left. Arsenal of D react and pass. Wow. It was so painful. Uh just just to give you all a peek at how terrifying he is. Uh I I consider Arachne versus Dorinthia one of my better matchups because it goes typically to who knows the matchup better. Mm-hmm. And I usually have a leg up because Dorinthia is my other main. Uh, this man had me dead when he had 30 life. Yeah, that's not normal. I could not do anything. (laughs) (laughs) So that Uh, was a savage game. (laughs) Uh, My round three uh, was against a buddy uh, named Junior who was on Katsu. Oh, I've been waiting for this because you gave me some in- <laughs> a sneak in the car, and I've been like, "Oh, I want to hear about this one." So I always love playing against Junior because he doesn't—he doesn't run just like you know the the standard meta builds. He comes in with something a little, a little weird, a little wacky, but it usually handles really well. Um, so it took me a while to actually like put the pieces together, but he was on like a kind of control katsu build he ran the the full rainbow of flick flax 
which was infuriating for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> he could flick flack my dagger and then block with the combo card on whatever attack I was running. He was running the, the full 100 wins line, so 100 lit wins and the uh, wins of eternity, which once I registered that... Hold on, Derek. Did you say wins? I did. <laughs> Speaking of wins, we had a giveaway going on uh, for the Bleak Expanse Discord. Every event that we were at, everybody got a ticket. If they saw us and came to us and said, hey, um, had a bag full of tickets here. And yesterday, after all the tickets were given out, I walked up to Birdo and I had him choose the winning ticket, which we have here. Uh, obviously, you guys can't see it because this is a podcast, but... Nigel and Derek can both see that I have the winning ticketing right here in my hands. I've not looked at it. Birdo slipped it into this while I couldn't see. And are we ready to announce a winner? We are. We are. Do I it. So Do it. There it. Unsleeve this. And there it is. And the winner of our giveaway for the six packs of Outsiders and a mystery prize is ticket number one. Four, eight, nine, one, one, four. If that is your ticket, please DM us, and we will obviously we can't give you outsiders right now because we don't have packs of outsiders. But once it releases, we will get you your six packs of outsiders. We will inform you of the mystery prize, which I guess we could just inform it now. Derek, what did we decide on the mystery prize? So we decided that the mystery prize, because we are gluttons for punishment. Uh, and we love playing wacky things. Uh, lucky winner, your prize is for the next Owl 1K, which is also going to be an invitational to a DreamHack uh, competition. Uh, you get to pick our decks. So you can, you can be as specific or as vague as you want. If you want to hit us with a list, uh, hit us with a list. If you just want to say, you know, play Briar, but not not a standard briar you let us know we will put that list together and we will run that at that tournament you can pick a different thing for each of us yes not Uh, not trying to influence anybody but i think brandon should have to play brainstorm kano combo no 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 yes do you want to see me just be like i don't know what i'm doing yes it's a blast all you just do is you just Pitch cards, draw cards, pitch cards, draw cards. It's great. It's fine. It plays itself. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to load. You have the deck, so I could just borrow it from you. That would be an easy one. <laughs> I was like, would I be allowed to make a few edits to it? Uh, if you want. All right, all right. But yeah, Kano, so Kano can't legally run Hexagore, man. I know he can't. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But, Let's get Shapeshifter CC running. Let's go. <laughs> but we still couldn't because they changed the rules of Shapeshifter, remember? We make our own rules. <laughs> Heck yeah! <With> Hexagores <laughs> and Talachars. So, uh, so obviously, if you want to build the whole list, you know, uh, get it to us you know, sooner. So that way we have time to get the cards that we need or be able to source the cards that we need. But yeah, so congratulations. Um Thank everybody for, you know, coming out to the events, you know, saying hi, supporting us. We appreciate it. 
you know, thanks for being in the Discord and being a great community. Obviously, we're working on something for the Pro Tour. Um, I'm currently in talks with, you know, a few people trying to get, you know, price on a... Right now, we're going to start small. We're just going to go with, like, chibi versions of Dory and Bravo and eventually into something bigger. Um, but, you know, that's... There you go. There's our winner. All right, Derek, and back to that Katsu. What do we got going on again with yeah, the so 100 I was, wins? I was secretly worried about the 100 wins line because if I at any point let him hit with a Winds of Eternity, uh, that undoes so much of my fatigue work. And it is terrifying to be on the receiving end of because if he can pull off a big 100 wins line, that's a lot of damage. and to keep my game plan up, I have to reserve cards to block hunt, uh, Winds of Eternity, which, if you had it lined up, it comes in for four. And when this hits, shuffle all cards named 100 Winds you own on the combat chain into your deck. Which, I would just like to add, just to like quick throw in the, the spoilers that we've been getting leaked in. Uh, just now clicking with that mask the common mask that we got, you could add the name 100 Wins, 2 Wins of Eternity to shuffle it back into the deck too. I love that card. <laughs> uh, speedy rant aside, yeah, it was the, the 100 Wins and the Lord of Wins lines. Uh, both have anti-fatigue going for it and are pretty menacing if you let those hits go off uh so i managed to threaten where i needed to kept going like it was pretty neck and neck most of the way down uh and the the real kicker of a turn came in when i got a completely dead hand and i had in in my hand the the card that I, I board specifically against Katsu, uh, and Fi, if I run into one, uh, I had this round's on me. And I had two of them in my hand. So I went, okay, I gotta do what I gotta do. Played it, hoping to draw into something a little heavy. No luck. Played the other one, thinking, alright, worst case, he'll have a giant hand, but each will swing in at minus two. It's fine. It's fine. Um... And that paid off. Uh, after that, I drew into uh, a red Findle's Fighting Spirit. So great, awesome. I'm at, I was at like seven or eight life. Uh, swing it in, and I go. I know you got the cards to block it. It's fine. And he he looks at his at, at his hand, as board checks his arsenal, and goes, "All right, I'll take seven. Yeah." Okay, that's that's terrifying. Sure. Oh no. Um and <laughs> I I was terrified thinking like is it all 100 wins and a winds of eternity to polish it off at the end? I'm screwed if he's got that. I can't block past all that. Um 
But what does he do? He <laughs> he pitches a card, and he plays Tome of Findle from Arsenal, gaining seven life and drawing two cards. <laughs> he just didn't bother attacking that turn. Didn't need to. <laughs> he just undid all of the work that I did and left himself with a giant hand unhampered by this round's on me. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's insane. The odds that that lined up. He only runs the one of them. And he arsened the, the turn before. Just, I could not. We were sitting there laughing about that play for so long. It Junior's amazing. It really was. Dude, dude's great. Um, so in the end, I was able to to sneak it out thanks to one of my uh, uh, bigger attacks. Uh, put down just enough to block. Pummeled over uh, for life needed. I can't remember exactly what attack it was, but snuck it past. Um, had him almost fatigued, so the game was going to be over soon anyway. I had him down to, I want to say it was six cards left in deck and the four in hand. Um, and I still had some like 30, 40 cards. But so that was that was my next win. Then went on to get absolutely steamrolled by John on Briar. I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the "don't be greedy" bit. Um, I I should have taken that advice. Uh, there was a turn I I landed a surgical, um, and I I saw it and went great. I want to get my silver, and I I took a force of nature from him, and he looks at his hand and goes, "All right, oh. thanks." Because uh, the remaining cards, because I, I, I was just desperate for the silver, the remaining cards in his hand were Nimbleism and Snatch. I don't know at what part my brain said taking the Force of Nature was a good idea. <laughs> but that was uh, not a good idea. It was I, probably I, the, uh, the worst idea. Yeah, was... worst idea I could have had. Goblin brain went shiny silver. I want that. Right, right. Uh, I I made a couple of other bad plays. There was a uh, a turn where I had the tunic up, and instead of using the tunic, uh, I pitched an extra card that I didn't need to, and it was a sigil of solace that I could have just stuck in my arsenal for later. Um, but instead, I put that on the bottom of my deck, and there was another. I forget exactly what the other one was, but there were a couple of choices that went, mm. if I hadn't made those, I would have at least survived another turn. But I think technically by the end, I had him down to eight, but that's only because he did not feel threatened at all at my back-to-back -back wounded bull for eight, wounded bull for eight. So he just took the full damage. I was already at like five life. What was I going to do? <laughs> um, and then the... No, I am blanking on what my last matchup was. Rematch. From the prior right, one. Right, right, right. This was my... 
my rematch against uh, Michael Lynch, who was on a Royal Bravo. Uh, same one I, I faced at the last 8K, 1K in top eight. Jeez. Uh, wow, where are these 8Ks at? I need to get signed up for that. I want to run to those. Are you guys sponsoring 8Ks now? Yeah, you guys hit the big time. Um, That one was at least mentally a little bit over before it really began. We were at like turn three or four. Uh, I throw a surgical and he puts his Earthlore bounty and the, uh, the crater fist in front of it. And I shred the Earthlore bounty. Which, for those who don't know the interaction, uh, means when the chain closes, it has zero defense. So it it gets destroyed to temper. And a huge portion of the Royal Bravo build idea is draw a bunch of cards, make a bunch of silver. Or not silver, I got too much assassin on the brain. Seismic surges. And then just throw these insane attacks for free. But I shut off that strategy real early. Um, even for doing that, the game was incredibly close. By endgame, he had me at two. Uh, I would have been decimated if everything else had gone the same and he still had that earth lore. I, I wouldn't have had it. That was that was the singular play that like gave me the opportunity to win. And the the winning play was right back to shred best card in the deck. I threw a spider bite. He puts a cash in in front of it. It's like I don't need it. What's this gonna do? It, it's it's not going to get me any seismic. It's fine. I toss a blue shred down because you can you can shred anything that's blocking a spider bite, and you only add one life and no more D reacts. So. <laughs> Shred wins the game again. Nice. Uh, that guy is so fun to play against. Absolute blast of a game. Um, but but that was me. I went 3-2. Uh, bubbled out in 10th was my final placement. Oh, rough. The bubble. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy knowing that my two losses were people that went on to be in top 8. That that makes me feel better knowing that that that, that was the case. That's, that's a that's, great perspective. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. My <clears throat> my day obviously it was not as good. Um, we played round one, and uh, you know we heard about that. <laughs> round two, I sit down against uh, her name's Brittany, and she was on Viscerai. And I'm sitting there debating. I'm like, do I take the Providence or do I in Hexagore or do I take Skullhorn, Claw, and Lantern? And I was debating it for a while. And I was like, you know what? I'm a brute. I like playing risky. No arcane. And that actually might have like turned out to be the good choice because <clears throat> so every arcane that came, she was able to do creepers early and just keep them up because obviously I'm not, I'm taking arcane every turn that they have it, and um, I did. But I was, you know, I was doing some high rolling, and I got to a point where I had a couple of good turns, uh, put her on the back foot, was ripping a few cards out, and it got down to, it was like, um, it was really low, I can't remember where we were completely at, but 
Uh, she was at, <clears throat> I don't remember if she was at one, I think she was at one, but it was really low to the point where she had to block. I went, okay. Uh, I had four, I was at two, I was at two, she was at one. And I said, all right, um, if I go, I said, all right, looked at my hand, I said, all right, Mark of the Beast, it blocked it out, and I said, all right, close the combat chain, it banishes, which put me up to five cards in banish, and I said, all right, Hexagore, I'm going to take one, here's six coming at you. Put me at one, so if there's any way she could have preserved a blue in hand, I was dead, because she could have just went, all right, grasp, and then Rosetta, and I would have died. But I was able to rip. Play? Yes, I was able to rip other the other two cards. And I was like, okay, out one life. The odds, you know, I'm gonna get both cards. All right, pass back to her. Creepers died because she couldn't do any deal any arcane. Came back to me. I looked at my hand. I said, all right, shadow puppetry. Tear a limb from limb. It hit the shirt. Ripped off again. I kicked in the door. I said, "All right, here's beastless beast within for thirteen to push that one damage over the top of every block." Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Well Ryan is done. ripping so many shirts today. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have uh, any left? No, no, I only have one left. So <laughs> I gotta go. So no more. more tear limb from limbs for you. <laughs> Not for a while, and then. Oh, uh, you know, Nigel and I played round three, and I believe it was against him that I saw both Terra Lim from Lins in the same hand and pitched you them both. You did. Yep, and you did. So if we would have hit late game, I might have been able to use them to my advantage, but Levi doesn't hit the late game. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> she doesn't. So I went on to play, you know, Michael Lynch afterwards on Bravo, and it was literally just a slaughter fest of everybody not really blocking and just taking damage. Um... It came down to I had, like, I had literally at the point I was at enough life that any damage pushed through on a dominate would kill me, and I said, "All right." I looked at my hand. I said, "I got to take it and you know just try." So I came back to me, rolled scab skins, got two, two action points. I think it was a four. I said, "All right, here's a soul harvest for." Went through my banished six. I had already used the husk. Um, so that put me at seven. I was taking chip damage from the husk that game, but you know, one damage here and there is not that bad. Uh, and one of the cards I banished was Tome, and I was like, "All right, if I I knew I was banishing it, so and so if I would have rolled a six, I might have came out a little better." But he looked at his hand, he went potion of luck, got a five card hand, and said, "Okay, I'm taking that twelve soul harvest." Which is the yeah. first twelve soul harvest I've thrown, so that felt great. And then, so, so then I played the tome out of arsenal. I mean, out of the art arsenal, out of me. I banished, drew a card, arsenaled it, drew up, and then died to a Terra Sunder cranial crush that got pummeled. Yep. Yep. Ouch. The, this is what's terrifying about Royal Bravo. If you can, if they get. Those seismic surges, and can only need to pay two to do a crippling crush. That one was cranial. That one was cranial. So that was free. That was free cranial crush. Right. They had all. So then you had Terra Sunder onto that. Give it plus one and dominate. I knew. I knew I was dead. Um, and then last round I went against um Alexi. Uh, 
I hadn't seen him there before, and I literally knew it wasn't going to be my day because the minute I get frostbite, it hurts. It ended a little closer than I expected, but he still, you know, obviously pulled out the win. All that frozen blood. Oh yeah, I forgot that to mention against expensive. against Brittany, I had saved my husk for way too long to the point where a Rosetta was coming in that would have put me below thirteen. So I blocked a two Rosetta with a six carry and husk. So that felt great. Oh, perfect. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that that is the thing that gets me every time about carrying husk is you you got to drop it early. Yeah, like I I had this moment in our match where you were debating whether or not to put it in front and i was just sitting looking at your life total thinking if if you don't and you did in the end but if you didn't you dropped below 13 i think is the is the marker yeah. for it yeah and then you you lose it anyway so why not save the life it was one of those do i just block from hand and save it for a surgical or and possibly if it is yeah regardless i was at the point in the game where my decisions didn't really matter. I was on the losing point. I was on the slippery slope. Unfortunately, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was a you know overall good time yesterday. It seemed everybody had fun. Like I said, very diverse meta we had in there. It really oh. was. Like that's one of my favorite things about the one Ks is it's not just like fifty percent Icelander, fifty percent Aldim, and like me and you playing other heroes. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually a very wide spread on heroes. Which is actually an amazing challenge because you really don't know what to prepare for when you go. Right. So really like it pushes you to the limit of okay, well I have no like sideboard tech against like I, I personally don't have any sideboard tech against Icelander. Or or Lexi is who I meant to say. Uh, I'm I'm ready for Icelander. You, you <laughs> mark my war horn. I'm ready for you. But you know, like there there are so many heroes, you can't prepare for them all. You don't have enough sideboard slots. You can have mm -hmm. a vague plan, but you you won't have a perfect deck list against every matchup. And working your list to make it the best possible you can into that matchup with what you've given yourself uh, is really interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, when I played Brandon, I pulled out my sideboard guide because I was trying to work on it for bigger events, and he's like, I bet you don't have Leviathan on there. And I'm like, you know what? You're right, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to say. <laughs> At least you have a sideboard guide. I just kind of like gut feeling it every time. Uh, I just sort of give you the stack. Derek makes fun of me for it every time. Every time. My man just runs his full 71 card stack, no matter who it is. And, we and call that the classic Chad. Right. Yes, but you know what? <laughs> Wait, does Chad do that too? Yeah, so he doesn't anymore. But when I started playing and I was learning the game and I, I started getting integrated in the Ashes crew and, and you know, I'm I'm highly competitive. Like I wanna have fun, but I'm highly competitive. And like, you know, we were trying to get more competitive and at one point, you know, Chad would just be like, I just play all the cards because they're all good. Like, why side for it? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm trying to explain the math to him. And he's like, Yeah, but all the cards are good. I'm like, Yeah, but you're having less chance of drawing your best ones. 
And like, it took us a long time and John and I just like picking away and, and like, like chipping away at that. And he, we finally broke him of the habit. And, uh, he's like, wow, my deck runs so much better. <laughs> it's, it's, so we just, so if we have a new person that does that, we just, we say that's like the Chad. Oh, man. I just I have a hard time cutting stuff because it's if I cut sixes that loses consistency. The tomes are what make the deck me. So you know I don't care if I'm losing. I just, you know this is my deck. It has my like my signature on it with the tomes. The and Brandon just, tattered shirt special. You dang right, and I can't cut <laughs> blues because I run day so many dang reds. So it's like, what do I sign in and out? So I'm like, you know what? We're just I'm here to have fun. Here's the stack. And like the first time I registered, he was doing it. I was running Arachne. So I thought that was his anti-Arachne tech. Which is smart. Yeah. A lot of people just board the whole board against Arachne. And it's not necessarily a bad idea. It depends on right. your of course. Of course. But like it's it's a valid decision. And then I, I sat across. I assume I was playing Dory. Because um, that's probably who else I would have been playing. Uh, when we got paired up, and you did it again, like Brandon, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's just how I am. Well, Nigel, we didn't get to ask you the question. I didn't even prepare you for the question that we normally ask. So, we're what's not gonna the question? Ask. It's what's just, the question? You know, all right. Um, it's a question we like to ask all our guests. What is your favorite memory from Flesh and Blood so far? It doesn't have to be a game. It can be the community, anything. Anything involving Flesh and Blood. Wow. Wow. So if you want to take a rain check on this, because, you know, I didn't, you know, we didn't, I forgot to tell you about it. And we'll bring you back on. And you can have it ready for another time. You know, we gladly can do that. Yeah, but, let's roll with that. I'd love right. to be back and, and talk more fab. That would be cool. All right. Absolutely. Oh, it was a pleasure having you on here. Um, I know you got to get going to your local armory, so we'll let you go and not hold you hostage anymore. I'm breaking out the Benji today. Oh, Ooh. no. Get that. I'm sorry. That is a, not Benji. That is a mistake. <laughs> hey, I've never played it before, so we'll see. <laughs> I am excited to hear how that goes. Uh, oh, it's going to be terrible. Your, your poking and your stabbing. I hope you have a good day. Hey, you guys, too. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Super fun. And, uh, yeah, if you'll have me back, I'll definitely be back. All right. Oh, and one last thing. Remember, yeah. shoot us a message if you are the winner holding that sweet, sweet ticket.